0: Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So welcome to essentially what is the, I mean, it is, it's episode 24 of Almost Cooperstown. It's 2020 season wrap up. And it's also in a lot of ways, a season wrap up for us. We're kind of considering this episode, the end of season one afterwards, we'll be moving into our off season stuff before we start up again in March of next year for season two with, you know, the beginning of the baseball season.
1: And, and our most listened to episode uh, is in fact, the first episode that we did. Um, and, and, and it almost pains me to listen to that because I hear the, well, lack of production value and how you know it was just not very good when we got started yeah
0: and just how, how much we've gone through but we wanted to just kind of talk about this week just you know this week just talk about the 2020 season in general what we saw kind of some of the things we'll think we'll see next year coming out of it you know whether or not we have any you know one of hot takes right after the season and yeah we just kind of wanted to get started so i mean I, I think first of all the most impressive thing about this season overall is the fact
1: that it happened
0: like yeah like the whole time, I mean, you more so than me before the season were very much like there. there's no way. I, I agree.
1: I, I, I did not think they were going to be able to get through it. I didn't believe the bubble could work when you traveled around and, and, and went to other cities and played the teams, you know, away, uh, you know, during the regular season. And then they managed to make it through. And you know
0: what? I mean, even at like in football, like the only times it's been a problem is when the players themselves have deliberately done something against
1: the rules. The rules are working. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, despite what happened at the very very, yeah, very yeah, you, you kind of the season hate it because it's
0: Turner. like it kind of kind of that doesn't really taint it in any way, but it's just like almost like it had to get its like last little f- touch
1: in there to make sure that it colored the season in some way. And and while I certainly can understand Justin Turner's a free agent now, right? He just came off a 4-year contract for 64 million, He's getting paid 16 million a year. That was possibly the last game he's ever going to play with the Dodgers and they tell him during the 7th inning that you've got got covid you got to come out of the game okay you got to sit in the bench and wear your mask or go in the wherever they told him to go um and then his team wins the world series so rios is on the field instead of turner and he's got his whole story about how he got to be on the field at the end of the world series when he should have been turner and and turner runs back on the field and even if he had guys egging him on get in the picture take off your mask it was wrong he shouldn't have done that and 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 there's been so much Pain and suffering here that as much as I could feel for him wanting to be there with his teammates, I don't know how you feel about it. It's, it's, it's tough.
0: Yeah. It's it's something you really feel bad about and that, you know, you wish it almost hadn't gone down the way it had because the fact that it went down that way, I think, makes it that much worse. The yeah. fact that like he didn't find out until – it wasn't like they knew before the game and he had to de- grapple with the well, that's reality. That's the problem with
1: baseball in the first place because they're supposed to test you and you're supposed to know before the game, not in the seventh inning. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's – I think that more than anything else is the, the problem, yeah. so
0: to speak. But I mean at the same time, I'm just glad that we were able to get the full season.
1: It was nice having – yeah, baseball and 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 the World Series was was a quality World Series, and the playoffs were great. And as we said in 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 the, in the season preview, they're the winners. Yeah, they won the World Series. There's that no was, asterisk. Yeah, no, those nothing.
0: to those teams were playing quality baseball in the postseason the whole way through. And I, I don't think there'll be anybody that really questions that or, you know, kind of by extension, seeing it as like, you know, Kershaw finally got his World Series. Yeah, and I don't think the fact that him. it's this World Series is going to make any difference. What a
1: great pitcher and, and what, what a, an opportunity for him to show what he's made of when he didn't have his best stuff and come up with a great effort when you knew he was just fighting it the whole way. Yeah.
0: And he was big in That's the World pro.
1: Series. He was really good in that in that postseason for the most
0: part. And I'm glad he got one because you, you don't have to th- – it never has to be a what if with him. You know what I mean? Right. There never has to be that kind of asterisk on well, his career. Well, he never won the
1: World Series.
0: Like, you know, he's one of the best pitchers of all time,
1: but he didn't win a World Series. Well, he won a World Series now, and now nobody can question how great he was. And and the analytics rich rays – we'll just uh, maybe touch on this for a second. So Kevin Cash takes out Snell. Um, what is your thought about the hullabaloo, if you will, that came about uh, because he was removed with uh, two outs in the sixth inning?
0: I think obviously it's super easy for us to call it a mistake. And I think that's the wrong way to approach what the decision. I, I, I think – you can't approach the decision on whether like 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 in terms of like judging this i think more has to come from the framework of why they were making this decision were they making the decision because Analytics told them this was the best choice that they could make, was it some other reason? I think if analytics are telling you this is the best choice you can make, you as the manager have to be able to be like, Look, I know what the numbers are saying. I live
1: but, with this the way but the I, numbers, all year. numbers
0: are great at predicting a model over the course of a full season. They're not very good at predicting the outcome individual of a, an individual game. Right. If you looked at according to the analytics, nobody would ever throw a complete game shutout, but they happen.
1: But Snell didn't, you know, had trouble getting through the third time in the order they had the, these guys coming up and so the, the rationale was let's do what we do we don't we, we see that he's less effective and yet what i felt they didn't look at was could it be at that one game where the guy just had a, a really special night and you should be able to notice that analytics aren't going to tell you if he's having a special night? he had nine strikeouts the other issue you know, is that ultimately
0: minutes. no matter what this is a results-based decision or, or a results-based evaluation no matter what, we're going to be looking right, on this. Right. If they had pulled him and it works, it's the right yep, decision. Yep. If they had left him in and it didn't work, we'd be talking about they should have listened to the analytics. There's really no winning here, unfortunately, outside of winning.
1: I just believe that you know analytics uh, – and I'm a, I'm a huge data guy about trying to understand what to do and, and, and why. Um, but you also have to look at what's happening sometimes. And while we don't want to go back to hunches, you know, yeah, this guy I just feels like he's got it today. No, no, that's not what we're saying. This guy showed that he had exceptional statistics stuff that night in in the biggest game of the season and we're gonna take him out maybe because he has trouble going through the third time through the order but he struck both, those two guys at the top of the order out both times that he faced them so and, I feel and, like and, you're and not it,
0: looking at what's happening and it's certainly telling that when he got pulled from the game one of the dodgers players was telling the story that mookie just turned to him right then and said we just won this game yeah yeah like yeah, that's yeah, how the dodgers way. felt so like i think i think ultimately it's always going to be a an impossible choice to make because mm-hmm. whether or not you're right is basically whether or not it works out, which makes sense. But like, you can't really judge the process there because you, you're talking about the war between analytics and the manager knowing his team. And I think in my opinion, the manager, if you have a good manager, he recognizes that and goes with saying, nah, this, tonight's, this guy's got it. And I know right, the numbers, right. otherwise, otherwise why have a manager but and not just robot have, will do it? Yeah, just have a computer in the dugout that tells Agreed. you what to do in every Agreed. situation
1: so um we talked about the three jarring new rules in one of our podcasts this season and um so the DH uh, is probably the one that is not going to be adopted for both leagues next season because it doesn't come up into the collective bargaining agreement until the end of the 21 season. And then
0: I think you'll see it back. So I think it's going to be, in, I think for one, we'll see it back after that collective bargaining agreement.
1: For both leagues? For both leagues, I so, think so. so. So how about all these pitchers that didn't hit for a 60-game season and now, okay, they're going to go into spring training and they're going to have to be bunting in the National League and doing all those things.
0: I, I, I have a hard time believing it's going to have any kind of, Major impact on, on, on pitchers on,
1: couldn't hit before. They yeah, they couldn't, couldn't hit before. Hit the so they're not going
0: to hit now. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal on that front. And I can't imagine that a year off from bunting is suddenly going to make it impossible.
1: So, so let's let's quickly look at the other couple of rules. The um, three out rule, which came about a number of times, the reliever coming and having to pitch the three. I keep saying three outs. It's three hitters. The, the the pitcher has to pitch to three hitters and yeah, three outs would be brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three three hitters and and how that did come into play during the World Series and I, I think that's probably the rule that people are least bothered about.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's the rule I'm least bothered about because honestly. It just changes the way in which you employ the strategy. There's still strategy involved. You just have to plan your moves three batters in advance.
1: So if if, if we were to look at it in terms of the regular season, the, the purpose was to make the games go faster. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anybody that wants a playoff game necessarily to go faster. Why not scrap it for the playoffs and let them just manage I think the that, way they always do? Personally, I think that and the offs... I, I think... The three batter rule for the
0: regular season, I think that's a great rule because nobody wants to watch a ter- a, game, a terrible game between two terrible teams get dragged yeah, out no, in an extra Yeah, I think that's a good hour. compromise. So have that be a regular season effect and then take it away for the playoffs because that makes sense. The same way you don't have shootouts in the playoffs, right? In hockey, do you? In the Stanley
1: Cup or is it just- No, tra- it's overtime.
0: It's just overtime. So you know what? You could totally have different rules. Then I also think for the rules of the, the extra base runner rule is the most contentious rule. I think this year's rule starting them with a runner on second in the 10th inning is wrong. It's too much. I would much rather see it go 10th inning, nobody on. 11th inning, guy on first. 12th inning on, you get a guy on second.
1: And and I don't have the stats and I, I will get them for uh, another episode mm. in terms of how many extra inning games go beyond ten innings. It's not as many as you think. It's not less a, than five percent of all the yeah. games played. And, and if you had that sliding scale upward, it would feel less cheap. And and you still could have it in the playoffs, but maybe you have it start in the twelfth inning no, in the playoffs. I think, I think in the I think you don't have any you don't the have playoffs. it all in the playoffs. You don't have it all so in the playoffs. So you want an 18 inning World Series. Yep, the game. same way, if you get the same way in football, if you so you could have six overtime because so nobody scored. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think I think that it would be hard to manage your staff if in fact you has never have, had to play an 18 inning game. Didn't the and, Mets and didn't the season. Mets do that in the 86 run? Uh they they yeah, the regular season game. There was a 19 inning game. July won, 4th. I thought they had I thought
0: they had one during the Ast- against no, the Astros no, 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 during, no. The, during, during the season itself.
1: So. Has there ever been a crazy extra inning game like that during the playoffs? I don't know of any World Series games that have gone past it, the 11th or 12th. It seems
0: unlikely happened. just because of the way teams play, and there's teams you're going to play that game so differently than you would play any other game. That's a good one, and Tim,
1: what is the what is the longest World Series? Yeah, no, yeah, that would be an interesting thing for us to look up. Um, so. There were some amazing performances this year. Guys that you didn't expect. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about you know guys? I mean, who you, had, you had, have two guys. Seasons. I think kind of
0: emblematic. I think in my mind right now are kind of emblematic of the craziness of this season. So you've got the push-up man, Randy Rosareda out of Tampa Bay, who
1: I'm, I'm claiming that I named him the push-up yeah, man. See, by the way, he's
0: claiming that nickname, but I think it's just interesting because there's no reasonable way you can expect him to maintain that level of performance next year.
1: Over a full season, you don't think he's going to hit 11 home runs in uh, you know 20 games or something like that. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, you're <laughs> saying he, the best competition he's gonna in hit, baseball. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hit about 90 home runs while hitting 380 over the course of a full season. I don't think that's happening. But, but the, guy the
1: guy only had I think under 40 major league games in his career before so the playoffs. So the question now, now here's the thing. Uh, part of me
0: feels like you're just going to see this massive regression, and he's going to be like a 220 hitter next year. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. No, but, but, but doesn't it kind of feel like you see stuff like that? You have this guy that comes out, lights the world on fire for a short time, and then – Never does anything
1: ever. Well, that, that there, there, are a lot of cases that we could do a whole episode just on flameouts. Yeah. you know, you know, the famous yeah, hey, flameouts. Hey, but hey, yeah, hey. I, I like the player. I, I, like, I am rooting for him too. And, the, uh,
0: and then you have another well. guy that had an equally impressive statistical season, an Indians, well, former Indians pitcher Brad Hand, who's now been released.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, so, so Hand had an an outlier season for himself because his his career WHIP was like one two four. He pitched to a zero point seven seven. I think he had like eighty two strikeouts and four walks this year. Which, which will just totally blow you. And his FIP was like one three seven, So it was off the chart. Everything went right for him this year. Right. And, and then the Indians go, yeah, it all went right for you. You were the best pitcher. You had 16 saves for us in 60 games. We're going to cut you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think that's going to be really dangerous for a lot of teams this year is that you really can't take too much from this year's performance, bad or good for any player, and essentially pencil that them for doing that again next yeah, we year. we said that, yeah. So, you know, as a Met fan, we can kind of talk about this. I don't think you're counting on Pete Alonzo performing on the in the twenty. 20- 2021 season like he did this year you're expecting him to get his average back up into the 260 to 280 range while still hitting for about the same power because he still ended up with like
1: would be fine for med yeah, fans two, if he had 260
0: and was still hitting with the same power we're good but the same way you had him underperforming hitting as poorly as he did i don't think any of us are hit, counting on michael conforto hitting like 360 or dominic right. smith being that yeah, yeah. that guy being those level right. players over a full season so i think you're gonna have to expect Guys that had unbelievable years this Nobody year. Nobody hit
1: 400. We said that wouldn't happen, and yeah, it didn't.
0: You're going to see guys take a step back, but then I think you'll see other guys just be, I think what you'll see is, Conforto might not be a 360 hitter, but maybe he's a 315 hitter now.
1: And he turns into that level of player. And uh, DJ Lee Mayhew, uh, uh, the Yankee second baseman, uh, well, he's a free agent, but the the Yankees are likely to sign him, I would think, uh, was uh, distinguished by winning the batting title in the American League, even over 60 games. But he is one of the few players, and here I don't remember the other that did, I think, to win batting titles in both leagues. I think Bill Madlock.
0: That's not easy. That's not easy to do, and especially coming, granted, he's played in probably two of the most hitter friendly ballparks in baseball yeah well certainly course Yankee Yankee Stadium's pretty
1: hitter friendly especially because he's a left-handed batter correct uh he is not he's not okay so he's not and and the Yankee Stadium traditionally is not a place where you've seen batting average champions when you think about no, it, no but it's a still a hitter friendly ballpark yeah yeah so uh that, that was a quite the distinguished season for him um and, and, you know, we didn't have uh, a minor league season this year and we didn't have a college season and most uh, there was no high school seasons. And, and how does this impact baseball when it comes to having a baseball draft and saying, who do you want to be on your team? And how is talent being evaluated for a lot of players who didn't really play this year?
0: It's going to make this year's class very, very screwy. That it's going to be really hard to evaluate them. You're going to see guys get taken massively overrated and massively underrated. And it kind of turns it into a crapshoot.
1: It's, it's. Possible, I think that scouting is so much more advanced than it, than it was even twenty years ago, and the the fact that a kid isn't playing um, in in a, on a high school season or in college, that the evaluation processes, uh, you know, at, at showcases and other places allow scouts and 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 uh, you know baseball knowledgeable people to know, okay, this guy's got, it. and they didn't get to see them against competition, but that doesn't maybe doesn't change the opinion it, they had of it, the player it, really before. That, that. Okay,
0: that I could believe
1: if but i had a prior I have opinion i think
0: it's going to be more difficult to form proper opinions because they already miss when they have a full se- series of seasons of. and the games. maturation
1: level with a player at 16 17 18 19 can happen one year look at randy rosarena yeah. right <laughs> and, and who knows what kind of effect having a full year of not playing games against people is going to do.
0: Some players are going to respond. Might, they might improve because of that. Who knows that like a year of getting to focus on their body really helped them. And other guys will fall behind because of year of not start staying sharp in games, like how their skills to degrade.
1: And, and we could talk about minor leagues itself because the minor leagues is, there's a good chance it'll never go back to the way that it was. Mm-hmm. That, that baseball teams have realized that they maybe don't need to support quite as many minor league teams and it'll save them money and they would never build the system the way that it is now um, because it's expensive to maintain all those players and have them under contract and and so small towns all around the US where there are these minor league teams that have been a part of the fabric of the town for years and years uh, stand to lose those teams unless they find another way to to Support finance them, them yeah right, right to make them make out and play that maybe they're unaffiliated and you have a team but you know to, to date more of the affiliations are with the major leagues than they're not by a long way
0: but I think you'll still probably think you'll find a way to keep those teams afloat I, I, hope see, so. I hope so I think you could see an unaff- unaffiliated like uh, like uh, league you know with circuit with players playing because the, the, the minor league teams are still going to need the ability to pull players from and you're going to want to there might be people you're interested in but maybe aren't good enough to play you're going to want to have somewhere to send them where they could potentially maturate and you can still and, be watching them
1: and I'm going to hope that in a post-COVID world that people are going to want to go into their town and, and maybe 1200 people are going to want to go to the ballpark and watch just a baseball game with like some the, young talented players that just sort of a throwback great yeah. feeling to be out in and whatnot. So it should be interesting to see, um, what, um, what happens with that. Um, so uh, we talked about uh, player performance, and you and I both feel the same, um, that we can't really use what happened this year as a barometer for what's going to happen next year. So you almost are going to go back to 2019 19 stats. Per-
0: yeah, you'll still look at this year's stats. Except for Fernando Tatis Jr. You know that he's just going straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're still going to be able to say, it's just the question is, is for the people that outperformed their like, like Mike Trout, you know, you know, he's going to still roughly be a great player next year. So you're not as worried about, you know, his year to year transfers. It's for the people that really had a massive over or underperformances in the covid season. Those are the people where you're going to have to kind of go back to their 2019 projections and say, OK, between the 2019 to 2020 projections and then what they actually ended up doing, where do we think he's going to fall within that? Because I don't think you're going to tell me, you know, you're not going to look at any Met fan and tell them Pete Alonzo was a 220 hitter for the rest. Of his career.
1: And, and you had players sit out this season, and, and some of those players that sat out might benefit from not the wear and tear. Buster Posey, I think of, as a guy who didn't play at all this year, playing catcher his whole career. What about a year of just not playing any baseball? And what's it going to be like when you come back? You know, you're know, you still older as a catcher, but that probably should give him some lift early should in the year. Should help his body, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah
0: I, 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 I think pitchers. You might see pitchers come into the next season very strong because they
1: didn't spend a whole year throwing baseball. Possibly the in that the velocity was up so much this year because pitchers knew they didn't have to make 32 starts and they knew they could just they, throw it a little harder or as much as they could. Yeah, they, they, they weren't worried about as pacing themselves as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the, the players uh, that you think, um, any Hall of Fame players, helped their credentials that uh, you know, future Hall of Famers help their credentials. Do anything to solidify, or, or I think the pro. I think ultimately this is always going to be kind of seen as a punt
0: season, except for Kershaw, maybe. Except, well, only because he won the title. Mm-hmm. Kershaw didn't need this season Hydrate. to get to get in the Hall of Fame. I think ultimately this season, even if you underperformed massively, if you're a Hall of Fame player, it's even if you're borderline, probably just going to get
1: hand-waved. The delay. only it cost you was time. The question of time, right? If you're late in your career and you're trying to acquire, yeah, if you were were a borderline player and you needed like a
0: full season to try and like help you compile that one last great season, this could hurt you. But it also might give you one extra really great season because you didn't break your body down as much this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Robinson Cano had the eighty game suspension a couple of years ago. He lost uh, what a hundred uh, games this year, possible games that he could have played. So he's got a that's over a season that he's had for an older player who's trying to get yeah. to
0: three thousand hits but, uh, for three thousand hits. Not yeah. for
1: being a hall of Famer. Not for being a hall of famer. Yeah, he is one. Um, okay, let's let's have some fun. Um, just just look around because. We can't really do anything about predicting teams, right? You've got trades and teams and managers. Yeah, you have free agency, you know. Tony Tony LaRusso's back managing, you know, in the major leagues at age 76. Mets have a new owner who's, you know, the richest
0: owner in baseball now. So, you know, you have no idea where people are going to end up this offseason. Alex
1: is talking to the Red Sox. A.J. Hinch is going to the Tigers.
0: And and people forget about the players that sat out this season that are going to be back on the market next season. You know, you have a free agent like, I mean, I hate to say it, but there is Yolanda is sitting out there who's going to be playing for a contract. If he takes a one-year deal, who knows how good that he could end up being because he wants to get paid.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and both he and, and Stroman opted out this year. has uh, well, uh, played a couple of games. And, and I thought in part because they had personal reasons for doing so. Uh, and also, there was nothing they could gain by playing this year personally.
0: As people that were needing a
1: deal, where they were in their career, what they're trying to do, and all that, there was no benefit. They were if they weren't getting a contract now, obviously, then they might as well just not play and, and, and not risk themselves, yeah, yeah and not, not risk injury. So, okay. Um, so, what what's the one team in each league that you would pick next year to take a step forward, and the one team in each league that you think would take a step back, maybe? So I think the Jays are going to be a te- the team in the
0: AL to take take the step forward. I think this was a year where they were growing a little bit, oh, yeah. especially towards the end. You saw kind of some of the youth. And they didn't
1: do anything with Nate Pearson, you know, in terms of getting any any real length out of him. But that that kid's a you know quite a pitcher, and it's going to be you know something to, to reckon with. You, you saw the the immaturity
0: at times this season, and kind of how they, they they crumbled a little bit, especially late. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's a team you can kind of expect to take a step forward next season. And grow. The, the biggest issue is that they're in a tough division.
1: They are in a tough division.
0: Um, and then and the National League. I don't know if I call. I, I feel like bad picking the Mets because I don't know if you really can call that a step forward since you would more look at this year as an underperformance than anything else. So I, I would probably pick the Padres of then making the next step to being a team that can challenge. Right, the, right. Because they
1: made the playoffs. They made
0: the playoffs, but they kind of just. Yeah,
1: well, that was a big step for them to get to into the, the playoffs. Playoff. So yeah. you're saying they go deep in a deep and, playoff and, run.
0: And also remember, being a playoff team next season is a lot more meaningful because there's less of them. We're not going back to 16. We're not, go- we're not going back and doing this giant expanded playoff again. Right. So that being a playoff team would mean something because, you I mean, you're still having to compete against the World Series winning Dodgers in that division. It means you're
1: probably winning the wild card, which would mean you're one of the better teams in the NL. Right, right. And, and, if, and if I think about my two teams, an American League team that I think is going to take a step forward, I think I'm going to probably pick the White Sox to really take that next step. I, I, I like what they did this year. And that's uh, a very seizable division. Right, right. And, and, you know, new manager uh, or old manager, as, as, as you might take a look at it. And in the National League, a team that I've traditionally not liked, but for some reason I, I, I like the way their team is kind of constructed right now, the Brewers. Interesting. Because they wouldn't be
0: a team because they have a lot of their, their – their really most excellent players are towards the back end of their career. Yeah, they
1: also have some good young players too uh, that, that contributed and, and this it's year. It's difficult.
0: Like, like another team I would consider is picking the Reds, but I don't know. There's just –
1: yeah, they, like we said before, this year and we picked them to do well, and then they they did they okay. Did, yeah, yeah, they did well. Um, the pitching was really good. Their hitting hurt them, and Joey Votto's on the back uh, the backside of his career a little bit, so you're, you you're, can't you're, expect his production to go up anymore. Yeah, sure.
0: exactly. You're not you're you're gonna still expect him to hit for average. So, how about
1: um, a team taking a step back
0: in the National League? I have to pick the Marlins. As good as they were this year, that they looked so bad in the postseason. That team just got smoked. Yeah, yeah. And, and it felt like it was the kind – like the same way you're going to not count Conforto on to hit 370 next year or whatever he hit this season, 360, 350, I'm not going to count on the Marlins to play at the same level they did over a full season like they did this year. You know, there's always going to be a couple teams that over a 60-game stretch, everything kind of went their way.
1: I think it was a fluke this year myself, yeah. so I I, I I can see why you would say that. Um, and how about the American League? The American League. Honestly, I think
0: the Astros, hmm. because that was a team that felt like an experienced team that wasn't playing well and kind of got into the World Series and then was able to find their footing. I don't know if they're able to. De- I don't know what well, happened. They're not going to have Verlander for most yeah, of the year. I don't and know even what they're-
1: at the age that he is, you wonder, is he going to be able to come back from this? So
0: I don't know what you're going to expect out of them, because they, if they played like they did over a full season, they, they might finish. Well, they're finishing with a losing record.
1: I'm pretty sure how I feel in the American League. And I'm going to pick the Rays. To take a step back, as I think you know, Charlie Morton at 36 now, a little bit older. Um, I, I think that the novelty of the way that they approach well, the game. Well, the
0: question is, is defining a step back for them.
1: I only the fact that they made the World Series, right? Right, impressive. Right. I, I, I think that at best they will be a playoff team. And yeah, they, they might would be a while. Yeah. They might not even make the and playoffs. And that's
0: kind of what I always had them pegged as. So I guess I guess that is. Well, a I step thought they back. were
1: a possible division winner this year. So okay, I, yeah. I, 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 I that they really could you know, challenge the Yankees, uh, and they did. The National League is a little tough. Um, I'm not going to pick the Braves to take a step back because I look at all those young players and these pitchers. Where do they find these pitchers that just come out? No, that team
0: is too good with talent to take. You would have to have... Guys stepping back, taking a step back, and injury problems.
1: But um, you know, we forget about the Cubs, and I'm going to pick the Cubs to you know take a step back. I just feel like there's they need to shake something up in Chicago. If that team goes out this this year and the same way um, without being much the same as it was at the end of this year, I just feel like there's something that's off. It feels with like that the chemistry. Same, it there. feels
0: like the same team that won the World Series, except you <laughs> just know, a bu-
1: five years later. Five years later agree, and older. I agree. Yeah.
0: Like you, there's nothing. Yeah. You, if you're still, you feel like it's like okay, we're hoping that all these guys just suddenly turn back the clock.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we'll, 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 we had a. Started this sort of as a way to spend time during the pandemic, uh, a, a chance for Gordon and I to do what we always do, and people who are around us know we love to talk about baseball and we go back and forth all the time. Um, I don't think in in our wildest imagination we thought we'd get to twenty four episodes. Yeah, I've been doing this every week for this, you know, this this stretch. It's been really fun and
0: interesting, and we've I definitely feel like we've come a really long way with how we run the show since our very admittedly rough first episode. And I mean, we've had a blast doing it. And, you know, it's a sad thing that now that the baseball season is over, but we didn't really want to kind of stop doing shows like we wanted to keep on producing content, even while the baseball season sort of in hibernation mode. So what we're, we're going to be doing kind of going forward is during the off season, we're going to be releasing an episode every other week. So, you know, same time frame each week. So it's just going to be every other week now. Still going to be talking about baseball. Um, I mean, we have a couple interesting show concepts lined up going forward, and we have some interesting things to talk about.
1: And, and to our listeners out there, and and thank you for listening, by the way. We, we're, we're very yeah, lucky. we are that we very have, appreciative that, of people, that people listening. People actually want to hear us talk about this uh, this stuff. Um, and if you have suggestions for episodes, as we have done with Lee Markstein. You suggested an episode, and we we did that episode right at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, you know, give us a topic, and if it's something interesting, you know, send it to us. Uh, you know, that that would be something we'd really yeah, we would know, we'd,
0: we'd love to hear. We from, will consider. Yeah, we, we would w- love to hear from people. We love because you know we come up. We, we have a whole big list of topics, and we're always looking for more things to talk about. And I'd love because there's probably really interesting discussions. You know, look at we look at Fangraphs and look at all the baseball articles all the time. And they're always writing things like I never saw it. You know, thought to think about it that way. Right. I mean, I saw you <laughs> Uh, a really, obviously a very troll post on, uh, on the baseball subreddit the other day, but it was an interesting proposal if you were willing to consider it. The idea is, should you outlaw pitchers being able to throw over 95 miles an hour? <laughs> Basically under the, gui- under the guise of reducing arm injuries in pitchers, so that we we're causing arm injuries by having these guys try and throw the baseball so
1: hard. Velocity police will be out there making sure he doesn't <laughs> uh, throw too uh,
0: hard. Uh, what would be the penalty if a guy threw over 90? But it's just interesting. Who knows? Somebody might have a crazy idea like that we'd love to hear about it
1: so uh and we have some thank yous uh, as well and and we want to start uh well i think you should do this thank you yes i uh we we need to thank our producer for
0: all of her help she has been here every step of the way working with us every single week making the show editing the show helping us post it online and so we just wanted to say thank you to uh michelle my mother And, uh, my dad's wife, obviously.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. You, you, you did, did this with, with, uh, you know, uh, real, uh, you know, interest. And you went and you found what you needed to find in order to do this and to, to put this together and to put it out every week and to edit it. And uh, and we're very lucky. And we, we want to say thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And and also thanks to um, Mike Berkman, a friend of the show who uh, lent us the board that we use to do mixing. Uh, someday we'll get our own board and we won't, um, you know, we won't have to use yours anymore. But uh, for right now, we really appreciate it. Yes, your equipment
0: it. has been very helpful. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're sorry that the season's over in some respects, uh, but we're going to keep going with off season one and hope you keep listening.
0: And, uh, thank you. And we've had a great year this year. Thanks everybody.
1: Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at almostcoop.